phone lines are open and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, and it's a good day. It's 7.09 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Look for some upper-level fog floating around this morning. It's 63 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 62 at the Highlands, 60 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 62 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny today, a high of 83, warm and wet tomorrow, maybe some storms mixed in in the 80s for our highs. And Sunday, it'll be sunny, a high in the low 80s, stormy again on Monday. Uh, Welcome to the program. Bob Slider, how art thou this morning? I'm uh, not too shabby, Howard. It's uh, it's Friday, and uh, let me look here. It's uh, it's payday, so uh, <laughs> I think today's going to be a good day. Howard. All of those things are, are are true. As I always say, we've made it through. We've made it to, and hopefully through yet another week. We'll have some highlights of the week coming up in a minute or two. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, sir, for good advice yesterday. Good advice. That that tells me that you went with the grilled cheese. The Campbell's tomato soup, uh, and either a book or uh, something to watch, or maybe a little bit of both. All of the same, all of the same, and afterwards, just a bit of an afternoon nap as well. Yes, uh, uh, grilled. Actually, it was grilled ham and cheese. Grilled ham and cheese, tomato soup, little TV while I was eating, and uh, had my Kindle ready to go. Perfect afternoon. And you were prepared, but you know what? So was Adam because you and I both like looked at each other. Really, Adam is going to get and and every once in a while I'd look out there. And the sun would be shining yeah. again, and uh, it was it was a really screwy day yesterday. Well, and it's you know going to be a screwy week and weekend as well. Good day, bad day, but uh, but anyways, I want to thank you because that was a smart move. And my wife had listened, so she was not dumb. She said, "I went to the store and got some. We didn't have any tomato soup. I went and got tomato soup, so we had tomato. You're the soup. best, Nancy. So that was uh, that was really good. You know, back in our drinking days, Bob, when you and I would go out drinking, Bud Light. Well, sometimes, though, yeah, even Bud Light, uh, or sometimes we'd have a different kind of beer. And look, let's be honest, sometimes we go, oh, my, oh, this beer tastes like, pardon my language, be like, this beer like, t- tastes like pee water, right? So you, you forget that phrase sometime, right? Yeah, I didn't do that very often, Howard. I, I, I stayed with what worked for me. Well, I don't know if this is going to work for you then, because apparently now they're making pee water beer. Ah, I'm going to pass on that one, I think. They're calling it the toilet-to-tap method of beer, where the beer is made from uh, wastewater. Well, I've, I've, I've had that before, after I've had too many Bud Lights, and my <laughs> head was uh, too close to the toilet. Yes, yes, I've had that before. Now, I don't believe this one second. It's, it's, let's see. Epic Clean Tech and the Devil's Canyon Brewing Company have partnered to create Epic One Water Brew made from water recycled from the wastewater of an apartment complex. Uh, And they say, they say, research shows that recycled water is cleaner than ground or river water. Let me say as clearly as I can, I don't believe that. I don't believe you take wastewater and clean it up and make it into beer. And if you do, I'm not drinking anymore, but if you do... In my heyday, I wouldn't be drinking it. Yeah, and if you do, don't tell anybody. Yeah, for I mean, God's sake, don't tell keep, people keep where it is. Keep that a secret. 
Call it Rolling Rock or something. Exactly. Make it, you know, give it a give it a really clever name. Uh the Devil's Canyon Brewing Company. Call it the Devil's Canyon Pitchfork Beer or something, right? For Lord's sake, don't tell everybody the beer is made out of, well, pee water. Again, once upon a time, I had said, you know, oh, my God, this beer tastes like. But uh, there you go. 712 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, man, Bob, the homeless story. I know you did more research on it yesterday. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, I must have either missed these before we left yesterday or they came in right after the show. I've got like a dozen texts on this homeless thing uh, from our conversation yesterday. The Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Almost everybody is on your side of this. I don't know if there's a a side here, but most people are complimenting you and and, uh, criticizing me. Um, And I'll say this at 713. You ain't seen nothing yet. The, the, the further on this goes and people become aware of this, uh, this is going to be one of those issues that the town is It's going to be no middle ground with this. Well, I think you're right. And again, I think from our conversation yesterday with the mayor, I'm not even sure the council's fully on board with this. So we'll, I, I think you're right. Some of the texts off the Free Stack text line, oh, great, Howard, you're all for housing the homeless, but not in your neighborhood. You're a typical liberal. That's that is true, but I openly admit it. I mean, I've look. I, I said all along, I don't. There are locations where I don't think we ought to be having homeless camps. That's elitist. I used that word yesterday. Um, I don't know. I don't want my neighborhood. I don't want them downtown where they're going to be now. I think that's a mistake. So I'm. I'm I can't disagree with you. I I actually said that. Uh, this is an interesting one off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. I believe the Dream Center in North Wheeling is best for the life hub. Wheeling gives so much to Bishop Cummings, he can give back to Wheeling. Now, this person's being snotty, but here's what I would bet. If you ask the bishop if he wanted to do that, I will bet he would say yes, because that's the kind of guy he is. Uh, But I think that person was being particularly snotty. Uh, Let's see. Uh, This apparently is referencing part of your rant yesterday or the day before this is the bob slider we've come to love and miss so uh in regard to the homeless liaison position i think many people are confused what the position is what was the job description when it was created who does this position report to is it a direct report to mr heron etc uh, and how are goals measured? That is absolutely tr- Yes, it is a direct report to Bob Heron. And I think, again, I think even the mayor yesterday, Bob, would you not agree? He seemed to be a little bit confused about how the position had kind of morphed a little bit. And, and what I've told myself today, and, and, and a little bit has to do with my job. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here with you, Howard. This is what we do. But I told myself last night, and I, and I, I confirmed it again this morning, what I cannot do is muddy my thought because I have respect and fondness for Melissa Adams. Yeah. I cannot do that, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to look at this the way it is, and I'm going to keep personalities out of it. So I, that's what I told myself today. Final note here off the text line, and I believe this is directed to me as a member of the Planning Commission. Maybe the Brain Trust, who boycotted the bank at the Edgewood Lutheran Church, that was the Planning Commission on which I said who turned that down, will welcome the Life Hub to their neighborhood. After all, they were concerned about too much traffic and folks going to and from the Life Hub won't really have any cars. Anyways, I, I don't want to get into it because I have other things to do this morning. Uh, it, it, to your point, this is already generating 
a significant amount of conversation and interest and texting on this show. And I think you're right. That's going to spread out into the general community at large. So there you go. And before I take a break and get into our first guest, let's do some quick – I got some highlights for us there? I do. Because uh, my highlights almost all revolve around our homeless conversations. Do you want to start things off? Well, or? number three for me I thought was important. He made a couple visits here on the Watchdog Network. But anytime a former governor uh, joins you and is very passionate like Ted Strickland was and, and, and we get the results that he was asking for, uh, that's number three on my list, Howard. I thought we had really good – several really good guests this week. Ted Strickland was on my list. Mike Florio, the – NBC sports guy and the book that he's written about and the novel he's written about the gangster gangster life in Wheeling in the 70s. Florio was just kind of fun. It was a fun interview. I enjoyed that. And then the, Mayor Elliott, uh, I thought I thought we really got a sense of how concerned the mayor is about exactly what's happening with this life hub and where it's going and how the homeless position is being worked out. So in terms of guests, I thought those were three. We had many more, but I thought all three of those were really pretty powerful guests. And that's where I am with number two. Mayor Elliott sparked me. Not that I that I don't believe him, but I just thought a little bit, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that the, the, the First Amendment can tell a town whether you can uh, you know, have your own ordinance. And he was right. To some degree. And the last big city to challenge that was Oklahoma City, and it cost them over a million dollars, Howard. This this strung out for over years, and they went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, absolutely, you cannot do that. You, you, you cannot for prohibit anyone for asking for money. I, I can ask you for money, Howard, but there is restrictions on how you can do it. And if you're standing at an intersection and you're, you're any, for anywhere interfering with that traffic flow, that's a no-no right there. There are certain times that you can say you can do that, and you certainly can't lounge around like we described in Elm Grove. That, 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 that's a no-no that you can, you can say you can't do that. So that was number two on my list. I want to get to, I don't, want, I don't have time today, but I want to get to, we didn't even talk with the mayor about it, the distinction between homelessness in general and panhandling, because I think panhandling is something that is very visible and people are concerned about. And my, I guess it's my number one thing. It was sort of the, the all of it put together, the homelessness, the panhandling, the life hub, the ongoing debate all week, which I thought we, we did over multiple days, had tons of texts. You and I had some good debate over that. The mayor got into it. And I thought the whole thing in general was probably, in my opinion, number one on my highlight list. Number one for me, Howard, and it's already got my blood pressure up again. Uh -oh. Again, I respect Melissa, but I'm not going to get into that anymore. I th I'm dead stone cold against this. I, on occasion, county, citywide, we come to a vote. I'm going to push with everything I have between this day and whatever they make of a decision on this. Let's go to a city vote. Let's open up the ears and the eyes of city residents on exactly what is going on here. And I'll tell you this, it's going to go down 85 to 15%. And the political people that stick their noses out for this, It'll be over for you. That's my prediction. That's my highlight. We'll get into that maybe next week because I'm, I'm not so sure that, that that would be the case. But we'll, we'll see. Anyways, those are the highlights I had. You had. And clearly, the debate is by no means over and done with. And uh, today may not be the day because i got so much else going on. Which leads me to what's coming up today. Uh, what are the lessons we learned from the defeat of Issue 1? David DeWitt, the editor of Capital Journal in Ohio, is back with us to talk about that. We'll preview this weekend's Lebanese festival. Sadly, it's going to be a phone interview. Otherwise, hopefully, Lou Corey could have brought some kibbe in, but she's going to be on the phone. The uh, team from Uniglobe Hivela Travel is in with their weekly travel show. And coming up next, Hoppy Kerchival talked to Senator Manchin yesterday, and pretty much every news outlet in America began quoting Hoppy. We'll talk to him straight ahead. 
Hi, Toppy Kirchival from Talkline on Metro News. On the last show, we had U.S. Senator Joe Manchin talking with us about what's on his mind. When I do speak, I want to be able to speak honestly about basically the uh, extremes of the Democrat and Republican Party that is harming our nation. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia. Talkline comes your way weekdays at 10.06. Next show, Steam Release Friday, right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll see you then. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the family service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. Spend your summer mornings with us news information conversation controversy and fun the watchdog morning show with howard monroe brought to you by wvu medicine when deciding where to dine in the ohio valley think first of the highlands with a full array of quick service choices from mcdonald's wendy's five guys taco bell jersey mike's jimmy john's chick-fil-a or de carlo's pizza or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promonte Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. talk on the street it sounds so familiar great expectations everybody's watching you 63 degrees wheeling ohio county airport 62 at the highlands 60 in my backyard in elm grove and 62 degrees here at the robinson otter group studios Downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley yesterday afternoon. I'm uh, just minding my own business, uh, following Bob Slider's advice and having a grilled ham and cheese sandwich and some tomato soup because it was such a rainy day. And skimming over my uh, Internet feeds and I come across the Hill newspaper, which has a picture of Joe Manchin on it. And then I read it and it says, you know, Joe Manchin tells Hoppy Kerchival, such and such. And then I do, as I always do, got to the Washington Post and there's a big piece there on Joe Manchin's future. And Hoppy Kerchival is mentioned in it. And then CNN talked about Hoppy Kerchival. And then New York Times this morning is Hoppy Kerchival. NBC News has uh, everybody's got Hoppy Kerchival. I said to myself, i got to get Hoppy on the show. I can't be left out. So Hoppy Kerchival is here with us this morning. Good morning, Hop. Good morning. You're going to have to talk to my people, Howard. I can I, see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was afraid when I asked you if you could join us that you'd be like, I'm so sorry, but CNN has me booked this morning. I'll have Howard, to... I couldn't possibly. I couldn't fit it in my schedule. You know, Howard, it's, it's Mansion's universe. We're all just rotating in it. So that's kind of what that is. You know, I got the sense, tell me if I'm wrong, I got the sense that you really weren't expecting any kind of an answer about his future or even about the possibility of an independent candidacy. You almost alluded to that. You said, well, I know you won't tell me anything, but I'll ask a few questions here. And then he gave you, um, he used the word seriously, a serious answer. He was thinking about an independent, uh, switching to independent. Were you expecting an answer at all? No, I, I was really surprised. I mean, 
We started out talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. I think that's very relevant uh, to West Virginia, to the country, and to Manchin's political future, frankly, because of his support of the Inflation Reduction Act. And, you know, invariably we're going to get into his political future, and he's just not going to commit, and he's too smart, too savvy of a politician to commit. But then he started talking about how he was um, – didn't uh, didn't align with the National Democratic Party, didn't align with the National Republican Party. So I just, uh, like you would do, I just thought, well, then become an independent. He said, well, I'm seriously thinking about it. I said, really? Are you just, he said, no. So, yeah, I was taken by surprise a little bit by that. And, you know, Howard, um, I don't think that, and Manchin has a tendency to sort of hold his, I mean, to have his emotions on his sleeve and say what's on his mind at the moment. But I got the impression, I know he's talked about this for a while, I got the impression he might have been closer yesterday uh, in this interview to actually committing to this, to becoming an independent at some point in the not-too-distant future. Well, he said uh, to you that it was he was seriously considering it, and he'd been thinking about it for quite some time. Uh, I, I'm like you. I didn't get the sense it was one of his offhanded comments, which he can do sometimes, just sort yes. of give you his comment of the moment. Uh, I got the sense that it was something that he had actually been uh, been thinking about. Washington Post uh, did an analysis of those comments, and basically they said, you know, maybe a value that uh, Manchin, as a Democrat, is going to have a pretty hard time, but Manchin is not necessarily totally disliked uh, in our Republican state. If he puts the I after his name instead of the D, it might make a, a, a difference. Do you think it would? Well, I wrote about that today, Howard. I think that's an interesting question because I, I, I don't want to speak for Manchin, but I, I, I would imagine he's thinking about it in this way, that with the way West Virginia is now, running a West Virginia statewide with a D beside your name, when Donald Trump may well be at the top of the ticket, would be very, very difficult, tremendous headwinds. That maybe with an I next to it, it would be better. Uh, he'd have a better opportunity if he decides to run for re-election if Jim Justice is the nominee on the Republican side. But, you know, Howard, there, there are two sides to that coin. The other side is that, okay, let's say you become an independent. Um, well, you know that most of the Republicans are going to vote for the Republican nominee, and Republicans have more regi- more voters than Democrats, so you have that you have to worry about. Uh, and then the, how mad are the Democrats in West Virginia going to be at you for leaving the Democratic Party? And then would the, would the left-leaning Democrats, the progressive wing, the small but passionate progressive wing, would they put up a candidate who, um, who, would, who would peel off some votes – some Democratic votes, and the Democratic National Committee, which has a lot of money and certainly wants to keep Manchin Democrat, would they say, okay, if you're going to be, an, a Demo- if you're going to be independent, we're not going to put up a bunch of money and help you try to win elections. So I think there's two sides to that, that coin switch. Although I think if you're the Democratic Party, I don't know how the rules of the, of the party works. You, you might say Manchin's the best chance we have for someone who will likely, I'm guessing, likely caucus with the Democrats, even if he has yeah. an eye after his name. So... We're better off having him than having Alex Mooney, let's say. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too. I mean, that, that's that's an unknown at this point. Um, it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I I'm not sure what I want to ask next. Except, do you think? Did you get the impression from talking to him yesterday that the the third party presidential candidacy is further away now than maybe it was before? No, I not really. I mean, with with Mansion, with all due respect, you, you're just never quite sure. Um, I think he's getting, uh, I think there's a heavy push by the uh, no-labels people to have him be on their ticket, uh, this no-labels ticket 
And that's certainly intriguing to Manchin, and, and you've talked to him many times, too, and he, and he just keeps saying that the independents need a voice, there needs to be a voice that is not far left and far right, and if he can be that voice. So I think he's just weighing his options, you know? I think he's just thinking about all the things he might be able to do uh, in, his, in his political future. Let me use the word moderate. Maybe that's not exactly the best phrase, but let me use the word moderate. In today's charged environment, is there room for a moderate? Uh, well, Howard, I would like to think so, but I'm not sure there is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> how about that? You no, know, well, um, no, I'm because I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I yeah. hope so, but I don't think so. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean. Elections, regardless of all the talk that we all do about the great middle of America, uh, elections come down to Republicans and Democrats, and the money flows to Republicans and Democrats. It doesn't flow. The money doesn't flow to people who say, I'm going to represent the people, and I'm going to make the best decision for my people. I mean, <laughs> it just – it doesn't – that's not where the money flows. So – uh, and, 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 Howard, as you well know, too, just the logistics, if you ran for president as a third-party candidate, just the logistics of, of having a legitimate chance to win because of the way that electors are distributed in all the states except two. So, real, real uphill battle if you ran as, an, uh, ran, uh, as a third-party candidate. I mean, the, the, Ross Perot who you covered to Ross Perot got a ton of publicity and 18 percent of the vote some votes, zero yeah. zero electoral votes yeah um, you know part of me thinks that Manchin is is a creature of the past maybe it's a bad way to phrase it that sounds negative but he lives in a world where he lives in the world that he lived in when he was governor where there was always room for compromise always room yes. to pull people together and the world has changed pretty dramatically since then. I, I, I'm like you. I hope there is room for that kind of a moderate, compromise, independent, whatever phrase you want to use, uh, candidate, uh, either for Senate or for the president. But I just I don't know that it's I just don't know that it's possible anymore, um, yeah, which is, which is a scary thing for America, by the way. But I don't know that it's possible. You know, what's interesting, Howard, is that uh, I mean, Joe Manchin, despite what some people think in West Virginia. Joe Manchin is a moderate to conservative Democrat. If he were in New York State, he'd be a moderate Republican. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he just happens to be a Democrat in West Virginia, certainly not a liberal Democrat. And um, he's getting a lot of heat on this Inflation Reduction Act. And somebody texted me yesterday, and they were angry. They said, Manchin, well, I could never support Manchin because of the Inflation Reduction Act. And I said, texted back, and I'm not sure I got a response, but I said, what in particular? And I'm not choosing sides on the Inflation Reduction Act, but I said, and what, what in particular about that really bothers you? Because there is a lot of money that is coming to West Virginia through the Inflation Reduction Act for all these uh, projects in West Virginia. Now, maybe you have a philosophical objection to that. This is a waste of money. We shouldn't be doing these tax incentives. And that's fine. That's fine. But then don't come to the ribbon cutting. Don't be you know, happy that your community is getting, getting these jobs. One, where, one place I think that Manchin's wrong is when he says, well, it's helping reduce inflation. I don't think anybody believes that that's, that's the case. And it's reducing the deficit. If it is, it's very nominal. The reality is this is a lot of spending, a lot of federal spending, uh, that West that will benefit West Virginia. Anybody remember Robert Byrd? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. 
But again, uh, you know, on the other hand, one of his possible opponents, one of Manchin's possible opponents is Alex Mooney, who during the Inflation Reduction Act, I think maybe on your show during a debate, even said, I don't worry about bringing money to West Virginia. I worry about the country, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, an attitude that, that many Republicans have right now. Yeah, and that's that's the nationalization of our politics, right? And so uh, the Inflation Reduction Act was supported by President Biden. Uh, President Biden is not popular in West Virginia. Therefore, that reflects on Joe Manchin, right? Yeah. And if you're, and, but if you're Alex Mooney saying, "Look, I am a true conservative. I'm against all this stuff." Uh, that fits the narrative, and he is a conservative. I mean, that fits the narrative for a lot of Republicans in West Virginia, again, through the nationalization of our politics. I think in West Virginia, Howard, we have an interesting interesting dichotomy, and that is a conservative state, a deep red state, but we still like stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, we, we are the state of Robert Byrd. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, yeah, we do like to get stuff. Well, we don't get enough stuff in general. We have a, we have a lot of needs, and so when we get uh, an infusion of, of money from the federal government or anywhere else, we're we're happy to have those uh, those bridges built and buildings put up and and what have you. So, Hoppy, you're the uh, the Mansion Whisperer. Oh, jeez. I know you hate things like that, but you know that's 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 what they call you. You know, the Mansion Whisperer. Do you do you have a sense of where he's going to go? I know he I I firmly believe he does not yet know for sure. I really believe that. I, some people think he's being coy. I think he honestly is debating many different options. But what's your sense of where he's leaning? Can I give you my pat answer? And that is, I don't know because he doesn't know. How about that? I mean, I don't think he knows. I think he's considering his options. And like Manchin, I think that he's one day he's he's thinking about, you know, I could become an independent and I could run for re-election in West Virginia and I can beat Alex Mooney, I can beat Jim Justice. And, you know, he gets his sort of puffs his chest out and says, I can, I can win this election, get the heck out of here, I'm Joe Manchin, you know, the party of Joe Manchin. Then on the other hand, you know, he's at, this, he's at this gathering in New Hampshire with the no-labels people and thinking, hey, I could make a difference nationally. I could be out here and maybe there is a third way. I believe in this. This has been my whole life's work is to try to bring people together. And now I would have this platform try to bring people together. I think he's pulled in several different directions. And also the third one might just be, you know, the heck with all of it. Who wants to deal with this? Who wants to deal with Washington anymore? Um, just give it all up. But I, I find that I can't I find see, that Howard. Yeah, I can't see Manchin doing that. Well, I I think he'd be bored by noon. Yeah. You know, I just think he's just just is just that kind of guy, very active, very involved, um, and look, still has a lot of energy. I mean, you know, he's I think seventy five, and look at the difference. Between Manchin at seventy-five and Biden at eighty, yeah. it's only five years. I see a distinct difference there. No question about between it. those two. You know, age is uh, age is what you what you make it. But what do you think? What do you think he's What do you think he's going to do or should do? Or what do you think's happening? I mean, I want to ask you because look, you're a, you're a loyal Democrat. You're trying to prop up the Democratic Party there. You're you're like Atlas. You got it on your shoulders. And if Manchin leaves the Democratic Party, that's the last man standing. I think Manchin is. I think Manchin is Joe Manchin, and you can never count him out. So I think that he still has a, despite what some on the national scene are saying. I think that when he puts on the Manchin charm, the Manchin offense, whatever, uh, he still has a good shot at being reelected, 
particularly, in my opinion, if it turns out that Alex Mooney were to be his opponent. Against mm -hmm. Jim Justice, that might be, might be more difficult. Uh, I'm going to waver on this, too. Uh, but I'm also going to say this quite likely may be his last election, right? I mean, not just because, You would think. You know, so uh, would it be better to fight the fight and lose and go out that way? Uh, or would it be better to go out saying, I tried to find a third way in this country, I ran for president? I don't think there's any shot he wins or even gets maybe any electoral votes, but he goes out on the high note saying, I tried. Look what I tried to do at the very end. Um, I, I, I see some, some value in that for him, for him. Mm -hmm. and the independent thing, I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe he picks up a point or two running as an independent as opposed to a Democrat. So that that might make you know some sense, and therefore uh, all of those options are out there. So I've given you no real answer to your question. I just, <laughs> uh, that's that's fun. Well, because that's fair, Howard. Because you don't know. I don't, who knows? Who I mean, knows? We what we do know is these are the options, and and here's the pros and cons of whatever decision that that he might make. I just think it's fascinating too. That again, you know Joe Manchin. I know Joe Manchin. It's West Virginia. Everybody knows everybody, and have covered it from years and years. And then I didn't think much about it yesterday. I mean, I, we did the interview, and then all of a sudden, it's all the national media start to like. Can we get a copy of that interview? We got it. This becomes <laughs> it becomes this giant story, you know. And um, I, I first saw it on the Hill. I, I knew you had Manchin on, and to be brutally honest, I was doing some other stuff. Didn't get to listen to the interview. I would have gone back and catch it, caught it later. And then the hill crosses my my news feed, and there's Manchin. I wonder what that's all about. My God, is what? And it's like the hill put it up. I think before it was on WVMetroNews.com. They must have been like, tuned in right away with you guys. It's amazing. Oh my! I assume you'll do some follow up to this today, coming up on Statewide Talk Line. We will. I wanted Howard Monroe to be a guest, but Howard was unavailable. This I'm morning. going to be the time you needed me. I'm going to literally be in the dental chair. Let me tell you, I wish I'd ra I would rather have been with you. <laughs> although it's a, although it's a close call, right? <laughs> right, exactly right. So sorry, I can't do that, but uh, I'll have my mouth open, be going ah about that time. But we'll be listening. All right, Hop. Howard, I appreciate it. Good, good talking to you as always. Thanks very much, Hoppy Kirchival, statewide Thank talk you. line. Come up today at ten oh six, seven thirty eight, twenty two to the hour. Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley headlines. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 11th. A Fallensby man is facing criminal charges for allegedly threatening the jury for the Pittsburgh Tree of Life shooting trial. Authorities say 45-year-old Hardy Carroll Lloyd was taken into custody early yesterday. According to the criminal complaint, Lloyd began commenting online about the federal hate crimes trial of the Tree of Life synagogue mass shooter. He allegedly made threatening social media posts and emails towards the jury and witnesses during the trial. Lloyd is charged with obstruction of the due administration of justice, transmitting threats in interstate and foreign commerce, and witness tampering. And looking across the nation now, at least 55 people are dead and dozens are hurt as wildfires continue to rage across parts of Hawaii. Strong winds from Hurricane Dora are fanning three separate wildfires on the island of Maui. Hundreds of people have been evacuated, amongst them a Northeast Ohio native who moved to Hawaii several years ago to start a wedding planning business is among them. Brittany Thorne was evacuated from her home in the upcountry section of Maui Tuesday night. She says the wildfires got worse due to 80 mile per hour winds. Among the issues, cell phone towers down 
and there's no power. The National Guard has been activated and the Coast Guard has rescued more than a dozen people who jumped in the ocean to escape the fast-moving flames. Thorne hopes that Hurricane Dora finally leaves the area and then crews will be able to get a better handle on the fires. And back here at home, back to school isn't just a day on the calendar in Brook County. It's a bash. Staff put together a celebration at the high school that was more than a meet and greet with teachers. Students were treated to a petting zoo, balloon animals, rock climbing walls, and free pizza. Free supplies were also handed out, donated by those who helped out with the county's Stuff a Bus event last month. And that's all before they set off fireworks at 8.30. Firemen were there to raise the truck ladders and let the younger ones try on their equipment as well. The 2023 Bruin sports team also made their community debut. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend, everyone. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Saving all your automotive needs with 11% off everything in Menards. From tools and accessories to maintenance and everything in between. Get superior engine protection with Valvoline High Mileage Motor Oil. It's a synthetic blend to maximize engine life in vehicles over 75,000 miles. Pick up a quart for only $3.99 after 11% rebate now at Menards. Good through August 13th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. What we are is what we are. We share events, love and What is this? I like this song, but I'm not familiar with it at all. What is this? Uh, that's Alice Cooper, Howard. Oh, I should, well, okay. all right. I guess I should know. Um, nice song. I mean, that's a good song. I like that. I like that. 17 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's bring in Adam Fike from the Big 7, WTRF-TV's morning meteorologist from Storm Tracker 7. Uh, good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. Let's followed up on Bob Slider's advice based on your weather forecast yesterday and went home and 
it was raining around lunchtime, and I had uh, I had uh, grilled ham and cheese and bowl of tomato soup, and listened to the rain come down, and uh, that was a it was a pleasant afternoon. Although it turned sunny later in the day. You know, Howard, I think that's funny because I literally went home on my break after we talked and had grilled cheese and soup. Did you soup. Really? <laughs> It was just one of those days. I'm like, man, I kind of like this. It, it was, those it, days where it's just like drizzly, light rain, it's not storming. Yeah. It's, it's gloomy, but it's, it's relaxing. It was just a perfect day. And then I, I watched a little TV. I read a little bit. Okay, I took a little nap, too. You know, my work was done. You had to get back to work, but my work was done. But, uh, you know, there's nothing better. Bob talk, talked about it yesterday. There's nothing better on a, on a dreary, drizzly day than uh, grilled ham and cheese or grilled cheese and a bowl of tomato soup. It's like God said, I made these two to go together, you know? I would actually add a third to that. Okay. A nap in there as well, because I ate my grilled cheese and soup and then took a nearly two-hour nap, and I woke up and felt well refreshed for the noon. There you go. Well, I did too. I did too. Uh, so it was it was it was great. But it was it was a little bit of an on and off kind of day. It was a pretty for stunken morning and really going into early afternoon. The sun did come out. Sun was actually fairly warm uh, for a while yesterday. The sun actually the sun was blazing down at one point when we were out driving around. So it was sort of a back and forth kind of day. And we continue this back-and-forth kind of week that we're going to have and have been having all week uh, today and moving into the weekend, too, right? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. The good news is it's not too much longer. Just a few more rain chances, sunshine, but I would say today is one of the – it's a fairly nice day. A few clouds, it was sunny. Now it's becoming a little bit more cloudy, but then it's going to be back to sunny. But tomorrow, though, unfortunately, does look to be yucky, mainly for the second half of our day. Uh, well, which is what you've been saying. We're going to have a good day and a bad day. Warm and wet tomorrow, maybe even some storms, I guess, tomorrow, right? Yep. So tomorrow is going to be, we'll see clouds in the morning, maybe a brief period of sunshine. Storms, once again, this is how it normally works, is we have, could have multiple waves. So I would say the lunchtime time frame, like noon to three, we could get an initial round of storms. Nothing too severe. A few could be a little bit heavy to strong, which just means Heavy rain, you'll notice the breeze picking up. That line moves on through. Here the sunshine, cold front moves on through. I would say dinner time, that six to nine time frame, we'll see another round of storms trying to move on through. But with still, any of those could bring some gusty winds, small hail between like the size of a pea and a quarter and heavy downpour. Ooh, I need water. Heavy downpours. <laughs> but then we'll be back to sunshine come Sunday. And then, uh, and then Sunday, another nice day again, right? Sunday is going to be right back to sunshine. Yeah, it's still going to be a little warm and sticky. But then we'll see more showers and storms for day on Monday. But then back to sunshine. Though, if you look ahead, Tuesday through Thursday should be pretty nice, especially Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. Good chance we'll see temperatures get stuck in the 70s both those days. Maybe partly cloudy Tuesday, both Tuesday, Wednesday. Should see periods of sunshine and temperatures stuck in the 70s. Uh, but Tuesday through Thursday, you say nice, and, and as far as temperatures go, are we going to look for rain during that, or is it going to be are they going to be sunny days, or again on and off both day, all of those days? Nope, all three of those days are going to have sunshine. Okay. Tuesday's the only day that we could have a little bit more clouds, but still, most of the day Tuesday should be sunshine. All right, but today enjoy yourself. Another fairly sunny day, high around what mid eighties, eighty three, something like that. I think is what you're looking at. I would. It's, Technically, that low 80 range, so 80 to 85. Okay, so 83 seems to me like right there, smack in the middle. 
so that sounds good. Bob, with that in mind, what do you recommend for lunch today? You, 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 I, I'm, you have the best ideas. The, grand, the grilled cheese and, and uh, tomato soup was perfect yesterday. It's going to be a sunny day, high of 83. Well, we want to eat late, Howard. Uh, salad? Salad would be good. Maybe a steak salad even. Oh. little meat, a little like lettuce, that. all in one little pow. I like that. Oh, you know, son of a gun. I'm starting to take your advice for lunch. I like that. A nice light salad. Maybe a chicken salad. Ah, I like oh, that. Howard, Bob. Oh, my goodness. That was literally what I was going to go have on my lunch break was a chicken salad. Oh, we got go, to get, get these lottery lunch. numbers going, Adam. We got to start thinking numbers, not lunch. <laughs> oh, I wake up at 1.30 in the morning. It's my lunchtime while everyone else is eating breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any plan? I, I was asking on Friday, any big plans for the weekend? So, Abby and I and a couple of friends, we're going to Cooper's Rock. We're going camping this weekend. Oh, that's good. That's good. I don't do it now, but I used to enjoy the rocks when I was down in Morgantown all the time. I like that. Yeah, great. That's a fun thing to do. Well, have yourself a good time. Be careful. Be safe there. You can fall off, and then, you know, it'll be a problem. Yeah, Adam, I'm not being a wise guy here. You know, make sure you shake all your blankets real good. You know, summertime, I, I, I just really, really cautious about snakes, uh, especially down there. So I was uh, thinking ticks, but okay. No, no, ticks are bad, too, but you want to keep an eye on those snakes, uh, Adam. <laughs> you, you already knew that. We were down there a couple years ago and ran into a couple rattlers and copperheads. Yeah, uh, the bad time of season for that. Uh, yeah, just be really, really careful, and uh, good luck. Be safe. <laughs> Adam, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you Monday. Talk to you then. Thank you. 749, 11 till the hour here on the Watchdog One. I used to, when I was in, in school at Morgantown, I used to go down to the rocks a good bit. One of my favorite stories is uh, it was just a beautiful day like we're going to have today, sunshine, pleasant temperatures. And a buddy of mine and I decided we weren't going to go to class, to heck with class. And we went out and grabbed a six-pack, and we're walking down the street, and the professor comes walking up. And he goes, uh, boys, uh, what are you doing? said, well, John, his name was John. John, we're, um, well, we got some beer. We're going down to the rocks to hang out. He said, huh, hang on a second. I put a note on the door. I'm going with you. <laughs> and so he came with us. And that was the kind of professors we had sometimes. That was kind of cool. So I like your idea of salads. Good idea. Man, you're, you're, you've got some great lunch ideas these days. I like that. 7.50.10 till the hour. Slider on sports not far away. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- 
888-484-4472000. Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-472000-614-472000. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the Mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Oh, old Jimmy sits alone in the moonlight. Saw his woman kiss another man. So he takes a ladder, steals the stars from the sky. Puts on Sinatra and starts to cry On and on He just keeps on trying And he smiles when he feels like crying On and on Put on some Sinatra and start to cry There's a line that I can, <laughs> I, can I can relate to On and on I feel like I'm listening to 70s on 7 again. These are good music. Well, Howard, I uh, try to throw something together today. You know, I don't have a theme every day, but right. I picked a year today, and I asked you, I said, Howard, what, what year did you get married? You that said, made me nervous when you asked that question. What was the what was the reason behind that? Uh, and you the said, correct year was 1977. And I said, okay, I'll pick that year. Maybe some of this music will Howard will be able to, uh, to identify with. So everything we hear today came from the year 1977. That was Stephen Bishop. That's a real tearjerker there because it says it all. I mean, she uh, broke my heart. Yeah. Six to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's see what's happened in the world of sports. And for that, we go to Slider on sports. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay. Thank you, Howard. Yesterday afternoon at PNC Park for the third straight game. I want to give this guy credit because, man, you know how hard I've been. Hayes? Him. I have been all over him. Listen closely. Key Brian Hayes drove in three runs against the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves, 
as the Pirates rallied against the Braves, and they won 7-5. to five. Why is it every time you say that I feel a need to repeat it? Key, Brian Key Brian Hayes. Hayes. I was all over this guy. And believe me, I was the first one to admit it. I love watching him play when he's playing well, and I know you can't do this all the time. But, uh, man, I hope he keeps it up because the Pirates really, really need him. I had wrote, I wrote him off just like everybody else. Thomas Hatch, who Pittsburgh claimed off waivers a Sunday from the Toronto Blue Jays, picked up his first win, Howard, in, oh, how about three years? Holy, three years? <laughs> well, they picked that guy up the other day who was 0-7. He started the game. He didn't last long. And then this gent by the name of Thomas Hatch that they picked up on waivers, yeah, first win in nearly three years. Colin Holderman pitched the ninth and earned his second career save. Matt Olson. Hit his 40th home run of the season. I'm picturing him thinking to himself, <laughs> I won one? <laughs> I won been? one? Yeah, congratulations there. Only the Pirates. The Red Hot Hayes. Let's get back to Key Brian. The Red Key Hot Hayes, Brian Hayes became the first Pirate to drive in three runs in three consecutive games since Jason Bay did it way back in 2006. So way to go, Key Brian. The Pirates continue their home uh, stand tonight. When they host the Cincinnati Reds, Johan Oviedo gets the start for the Buccos. Andrew Abbott for the Reds' first pitch, 7.05. And Howard Summers slipping. You know why? Oh, I do know that slipping. Why do you say that? The Pittsburgh Steelers will kick off their preseason oh, tonight. Tonight? And tonight. Oh, wow. They are down in uh, Tampa to play the Buccaneers. Uh, it it uh, might be only one series, but quarterback Kenny Pickett expected to, to start for the Steelers, Baker Mayfield uh, for the Buccaneers kickoff at 7 o'clock. And don't forget, everybody, this is very, very important. Don't very, very forget, important. local sports talk starts tomorrow at 9.09. You know why I say 9.09, Howard? Because it's nine minutes after 9 o'clock. And they start, I don't know, you're familiar, you're a Beatles fan. You Remember a little ditty, uh, the Beatles did, 9.09? Yeah, that's they, right. They kick it off, so at 9.09, 9-0-9. I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, here on the Watchdog Network, uh, it's the Paul Harris Saturday Sports Huddle with your host, Dr. Angelo Georges, your co-host, Mike Florak, Hall of Fame sports writer, Doug Huff, ace producer, Ross Johnson. They're all here every Saturday from 9 to 12. Don't forget those guys tomorrow morning here on the Watchdog Network. Slider on Sports Time, 7.58. Now, if the pigskins are starting to fly tonight in preseason action for the Steelers, it can't be too far away from Bob and Bear and a couple of good old boys talking NFL sports before long, right? It's coming, Howard. We're going to announce that here just in a couple weeks. It'll be a couple Saturdays from now. And can't, I can't all wait. We've got uh, we've got all kinds of things already working. Now, we mentioned – was it next you – know, what's the date for our first uh, football game? Next Friday, it'll be Jerry Ames. I think he's working with Ryan Storm on that game. It's an OVAC game. As we know, Ohio starts a little bit early, one week ahead of uh, it's a, West it's a, it's a good rivalry game, though, it's right? A, it's going to be Shadyside and uh, Martins Ferry. If I wasn't such a moron, I'd tell you where they're playing. But you know what? It doesn't matter, Howard. You know why it doesn't matter? Because we're going to have it here on the radio. It doesn't matter. You don't have to go there. Just turn on the radio. I get it down to either Shadyside or, or Martins Ferry. It's one of those. And I think uh, as an OVAC game, it'll be on both of our stations, right? Certainly will. I can't wait to kick it off. I love working with those. Wow. I, I love working with those guys. Seems like it just we we just hung it up here a couple weeks ago. Steeler pigskin flying tonight. High school football starts next weekend. Uh, we'll be getting a series of special programming all weekend on Fridays, which we'll tell you about uh, coming up shortly. Uh, man, as we've said quite a few times, Bob, it's our busy time of year, and we have got a lot this year busier than usual because we have a lot of exciting new stuff coming down the pike. Including soon, soon I say to you, 
the return of Bob and Bear. A couple of good old boys. Good old boys. <laughs> Just about 8 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. You know what this weekend is? What's this weekend? Hart? It's Kibbe weekend. Oh, yeah. The Lebanese and Festival. The Lebanese Festival. And uh, we'll talk with Lou Corey a little bit about that coming up. It's also Blues Fest, a few other things. But Lou's going to join us to talk about the, the Lebanese Festival. That's straight ahead here on the Watchdog Morning Show. After we go to ABC and they cover the world. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.